You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And I remember to turn the heater off. <laughs> I don't know why you would do such a thing. We are recording in Hoth this week. It's, it's very un-Georgia-like weather. Uh, uh, like, 50s is like normal like winter weather for us. And it's been like, you know, in the 20s the last couple of days. So it's, you know, electric heaters do not uh, put out enough heat to actually warm up the studio. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, that's what we got cigars for to keep our keep our you know lungs defrosted. Yes, defrosting. <laughs> Speaking of defrosting, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm smoking the Christoph Tris Compadres. The three compadres. <laughs> I thought I saw. No, that was three amigos. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, this one is a. Nicaraguan Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan Condega binder and filler blend of Jalapa, Esteli, and Conega tobaccos from Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah. I've had too much caffeine. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as too much caffeine. Yeah, so... That reminds me a lot of the uh, the Rocky that I smoked, though. Had a lot of those same sort of blends to it yeah and this has got a uh it, it's medium strength but it's got a, a like kind of a rich uh flavor of like a let's see like a nutty spice some like sweet cedary uh flavors to it uh so we'll uh we'll see how this uh and this wasn't, you know, marketed as, you know, like I, you know, remember when we did like the pissed off Kristoff, and it's like, you know, it was touted a powerhouse, and it did not smoke like the the powerhouse. <laughs> it left a little to be desired. Yeah, if you're gonna call it pissed off Kristoff, you got to give it a little more. Oomph. But this is like a cigar they made uh, special project to uh, kind of honor some uh, some uh, some old friends. Hence the name uh, Trace Compadres. And it's, you know, they're saying it's a medium and it's, it, yeah, it's, I'd say it, it kind of falls in the normal Christoph medium range, but it's some decent flavor. It's, oh uh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, like I said, it, it sounds like it's got similar composition to what I smoked and, you know, I, I, dude, I am just a fan of, you know, pretty much all things Nicaraguan. Yeah. It's like one of those, that, uh, it seems like every couple of years, like the, the main blending tobacco changes in the, in the industry. So it's like for a long time it was Dominican and that, and then now it's like, you know, back to like Nicaraguan is kind of the, the go-to premium source. So we'll see where it, uh, and you know, for a while there, everyone's using Mexican San Andreas. And I think that's kind of, I think it's all depending on, you know, how, how much supply and, you know, crop yeah. yield and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so we're definitely back into the uh, Nicaraguan uh, era of <laughs> good tobacco, apparently. Well, this week, uh, we're going to we're gonna talk about uh, some people going to visit some friends. <laughs> Pretty much what... Our Indian outlaws. Yeah. 
quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the new Marvel series, uh, Echo. Uh, anyone who watched, uh, fucking, I think it was last year's uh, Hawkeye series, uh, she was the main bad guy uh, uh, from that, uh, or well, one of the main bad guys, and now she's getting her own series where she's becoming a hero, I guess? <laughs> but we'll get into that into the main the main uh, topic, but if you need to fight off uh, a kingpin, you should call on the Strikeforce, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CIGARNERDS for 20% off your order, and hopefully it won't freeze in this Hoth-like fucking weather we, we have. We need... Where's the fucking uh, Tauntaun? We need to cut that bitch open and just <laughs> crawl inside. <laughs> I see a lot of Star Wars stuff sitting around. I don't see a Tauntaun in my vicinity, though. Damn it. All right, then. I guess we'll just uh, have to talk about Echo and then and, and try not to... If you hear, like, a tapping noise, that's our teeth chattering <laughs> here in the next hour. <laughs> Come on, it's not that bad. <laughs> Yet. Uh, yet. Yeah, yeah, because we just turned the heat off because so, the mics pick it up. So, yeah, by the end of the first segment, we're probably going to be like, this is, this is. <laughs> You've got hair. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh. I'm going to steal uh, Grogu's little sweater over there and <laughs> squeeze into it. Oh. It'd be like. <laughs> uh, well. I guess that's uh that's all we got for an intro here for you. Um we'll be right back with the main topic. Hey, welcome back. This one's going to be a weird one, folks. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot of content, you know, really. You know, it, each episode was anywhere from, I think the longest one's like 54 minutes, isn't it? And everything else is like somewhere between 39 and 45 minutes. I was just saying it's going to be a weird one because I'm all like jacked up on caffeine and lack of sleep. <laughs> so no telling where my brain's going to go. So either gonna go full cornholio or just explode or shit myself. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna meet our ancestors. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the spirit world. <laughs> I need some of those uh, uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was just, I, yeah, ayahuasca. I was gonna say whatever the the heart shaped herb from uh, from uh, Black Panther, <laughs> where you where you drink it and then you go to the spirit world and talk to your ancestors. Well, here, I'll I'll make my fingers into this shape and you know <laughs> press on you. We'll, we'll figure out you know. It's like, oh shit, I'm not a healer, I'm a deathbringer. <laughs> yeah, these, I don't know what, it, these Marvel series is like, it seems like they get shorter and shorter every time. Like, this one was just five episodes, but it's been like, what, five, six to eight, like. See, I thought this was another one of those, alright, here's five episodes now, but then 
you know, you get your post credit scene and it's like all right, there's there's probably going to be more if this is successful, but I, I I haven't personally looked at the numbers on it, you know, me not going into it with any preconceived notion or anything. I was like, yeah, this this is entertaining, but you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, I guess that are a lot more hardcore than me as far as comic books, continuities, and everything else being like, oh, this is woke and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I really didn't get that vibe from this, but no, okay. I mean, people are getting stupid nowadays with the... I mean, I think a lot of the wokeness is dumb, but then the anti-wokeness crowd has is, is gotten to the point of ridiculousness themselves of like, everything's woke. I'm like, dude, just fucking... Make Dollar America back. skate again, assholes. <laughs> Make America skate. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Make America skate again. <laughs> I forgot, totally forgot about that mural till just now. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure because, all right, well, back up a second. Yeah, if anyone watched Hawkeye, Hawkeye ended with uh, Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez, Captain Kingpin, and then Bouncing. Well, apparently she... Went back to her home state of, uh, I think it was like Tehama, Oklahoma, uh, in you know Choctaw Indian area, which is actually Grantville, Georgia. Uh, so it, uh, you're like, yeah, Oklahoma looks a lot like small south, southern Georgia. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the, um, whatever uh, her cousin's or uncle's uh, skating rink was called, pretty sure it's the same skating rink from last season of uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, they they probably have all of those locations on lock and be like, "Oh yeah, we can repurpose this, we can do this, you know, that sort of thing." Uh yeah, cuz it's like Oh yeah, this all looks familiar. It's <laughs> It's like yeah, Grantville. Uh, yeah, this show was shot in you know, Grantville, Social Circle, Peachtree City and uh of course Atlanta always uh fake New York in the uh, Marvel universe. <laughs> it's like, Oh, the TBA time variance authority is just really a hotel in Atlanta. <laughs> but to get back, you know, the people say they want diversity in shows. And a lot of the time it's almost diversity for diversity's sake. Where I do like this, like, it's key to the story. It's not like, hey, let's take X character and make them a woman or gay or a different race than they have been in the comic books. You know, it's like, where they, where it's like, how is this furthering the story? Where this was, like, very much, like, told a story that, like, all right, yeah, these... Yeah, your heritage directly plays into integral to the who this character is and what she's going through. So I was like, it's this is how you do inclusivity without like hitting you over the head with a fucking diversity bat (laughs) that like a lot of shows have not figured out how to do. Well, I mean, I think it's I don't know. uh, I'm not going to get on a political soapbox, but. Yeah, you know, I mean that that's the whole thing with virtue signaling and everything else. You're you're doing it just to pander to a certain crowd and be like, 
Look at us. We're like you. Blah, blah, blah. Love us. Oh, there's not enough of those people to make this successful. Hmm. Like, and that even figure out a way to include everyone. <laughs> you know, and, you know, um, the actress who plays Maya Lopez, uh, and I'm apologize if, uh, if I miss Ale- Alequa Cox or Alequa, not. 100% sure. I've, it's like one of those things I've not, never actually heard that name said out loud. I've only read it. So it's like I've not seen, a, watched a whole lot of interviews. But she's actually, um, you know, actually deaf and actually a amputee, like the like the character. So it's, it's you know, and the things that they kind of went through on behind the scenes to make this show kind of uh, authentic is even though this is, like I said, shot in like, you know, South Georgia, they actually went to Choctaw, the Choctaw nation in Oklahoma and was like, Hey, what, what do we need to do to make all this look authentic to your culture? And so they brought, you know, actual people in to like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, they, they, you know, like toward the end of the series, you know, they did the whole special thanks to the Choctaw nation and everything else for, you know, their, their input and all of that. And, and I think that's probably why, like, you know, like, I, I enjoyed this, you know? I mean, shit, you know, I grew up in, in Georgia. We all probably got a little bit of Cherokee in us at least, you know? So, it, it, you know, kind of cool to, you know, think back yeah, it's on. Like I've, I've never met a redneck that didn't say, I got a little Cherokee. <laughs> we all, if you're from Georgia, it's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm I'm part whatever. <laughs> oh, But even the, uh, her being deaf, too, because I'm a fight martial arts weapons nerd, if you notice her fighting style is even kind of keyed into that. Cause you know, they, you know, since she's growing up, don't want to say disabled cause she's definitely fucking way better able than a lot of people, you know, her father. And then Kingpin was like, you know, put her into martial arts and was like, no, you, you, even though you're, you're deaf, you're going to have to, the, the world is tough kid. You're going to have to adapt to the world and, and, and to, to and turn her into this survivor. But if you notice her like fighting style, it's a lot of elbows and knees because as someone who uses her hands to communicate, you don't want to have a broken fist uh, from punching some dude in the, in the face. <laughs> so it's like a lot of the times, like it's a lot of like CQB, like flying knees and elbow strikes and shit. Cause she's like fighting, but also protecting her hands, her means which, of communication, <laughs> which I thought was kind of an, an interesting detail to that. That and see, that's, that's what's cool about you know when you watch stuff like I I look and I'm like, yeah, the action looks pretty badass, and you look at it from a standpoint of, yeah, like that's her means like that shit wasn't even on my my brain like <laughs> I'm just watching it like all right this is this is entertaining like you know I'm I'm glad it's not drug out or anything I was. Hell, even Rachel was like, hey, this looks kind of interesting. What are you watching? It's nerd shit. You don't like nerd <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shut up, asshole. <clears throat> but thing too, with all these Marvel series, they're in this five to six episode range. Do they... It's longer than a movie would be, but does it feel too short for a series? Because a lot of... The, like, hell, Moon Knight, I felt like there was more to that story that we could have we could have gotten. Uh, that... See, this one here, I thought we got... You know, from start to finish, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, the the backstory and the prequel, like, dude, I, 
it had been so long since we talked about Hawkeye. I was like, I mean, you're like, who the fuck is this Maya Lopez? <laughs> yeah. I was like, did you watch Hawkeye? You're like, I don't remember. <laughs> like, you know, that would have been a cool one to do like six months or something after Hawkeye. Like that way it's still relatively fresh on the brain, but you do something like a year or two later. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not recollecting that at all. Uh, and I still shit. I still haven't seen uh, uh, the Marvels yet. I missed it when it was in theaters, and I don't think it's made it to like streaming yet. So, yeah. As far as I know, there's no uh, uh, special shit uh, that uh, would tie into this. <laughs> but you know, I I, I thought it was kind of cool that we got you know that little bit of a you know setup and understanding of how Maya got to be you know where she is that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I. It's kind of weird to me, like, it seemed like they rushed Daredevil's appearance. Yeah, that's one of the big and complaints then, I... you know, like, and then I think they really, and it's like, oh, this is a Hawkeye story, not a Daredevil story. So then Hawkeye comes in, you know, later that episode, and I'm like, you know, I, I would have liked to maybe have seen more of that, um, you know, but I, I'm not well, one of that, those... All that Hawkeye stuff, that that's flashback stuff is strictly is stuff from the Hawkeye series. It was, it wasn't just for this series. It, so that's, that's just clips from, from, uh, the, the previous show. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we've, we, we've known, uh, you know, from the last Spider-Man and then uh, also, uh, the, uh, uh, She-Hulk series that, you know, Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, fucking Daredevil was coming back. He, he's got his own show coming out at some point. And apparently they've, you know, they're now like, all right, yeah, most of the Netflix Marvel stuff is, is canon. And, you know, you see Kingpin, Daredevil is such kind of key to the Kingpin story that like in the original trailers for Echo, you're like, oh shit, you know, they're bringing in Daredevil and you know, I expect them to be kind of stay in New York. And, but we got this whole like, you know, going to Oklahoma, going back to your roots thing where it's like. Oh, we don't, but then we get these like flashbacks of her as a teenager and how she got kind of into the gang and how she became, you know, kind of Kingpin's hit woman. But in the trailers, like, Oh fuck, there's daredevil. We're finally going to get to see like, you know, daredevil and like doing daredevil shit instead of like the kind of more comedic stuff we saw in, in she Hulk. And then it's like fucking minute and a half, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fucking cock teasing sons of bitches <laughs> but i you know like i think daredevil comic nine like i was trying to you know watch some people that you know go a bit more in depth you know like you know i think the comic was from like 99 or something like that and they're like this is the issue and this is and i'm like you know part of me likes when subtle changes are made um you know, like, yeah, cause, if you know exactly what's going to happen... Yeah, because Echo's, like, very different in the comic books. Like, she's... I mean, that's how why her name is Echo, is because basically she can see people and then copy their fighting abilities. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have any, like, special powers, per se, other than, like, you know, monkey see, monkey do. You know, like, I, I can watch this person fight, and then I can copy their fighting style. Kind of like, uh... uh was it Taskmaster from... From, uh the black widow movie it, very kind of similar <laughs> in powers where it's like, I just, you know, copy everything. But with this one, she's like, 
Just like a, you know, badass ninja lady. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the I don't know, you know, her connection to the ancestor world and stuff like that, like Dude, that to me, it, you know, its own right, you know, is is borderline superpowerish, right? Where to be able to tap into that energy and everything else, like, you know, the fucking hostage situation, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm calling on the, you know, help of my ancestors, and everybody's hands start growing, and all of a sudden, like, <laughs> it don't matter if you're 80 or Maya's age, like, you, you just start, you know, dropping bodies, like. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing about this series. It, I mean, when it when I first sat down and turned it on, and you get like these people in this cave with like glow. And I'm like, is this, what the fuck am I watching? Like, did I click on the wrong thing? Did I, you know, you know, accidentally move my cursor too far and clicked on a different Disney project. And then it's like, Oh no, she's like telling this origin story of, uh, their, yeah, of it's, they're acting out Choctaw legend. They're having, you know, basically having story time. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like but for a minute there, I'm like, Am I the wrong fucking show? <laughs> but I, I don't know, you know. I mean, I thought it was cool, you know. Yeah, man made she... of clay, and you know, sheds the clay when exposed to sun, and you know, man is born. Like that too. I... Did you watch any of the new season of What If? I don't think I did. There is an episode. Uh, for a second, I was like, I wonder if they're gonna connect this because there is an episode where in. I can't remember the name of the character's name, but it was basically the, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, Tesseract uh, landed on Earth during like Native American or even like prehistoric times. And there was this, you know, group of natives that, uh, how was that the Tesseract landed in like an underground cave with like a lake and it was kind of like, uh, the contiscadors looking for the, the fountain of youth, but the people, but people from this tribe that found that cave, it would teleport them to another world. And on that world, it, they got basically superpowers, uh, from like exposure to the Tesseract. And then this one girl, you know, everyone's like, Oh, like the cave's curse. Don't go in there. But she finally ends up going in there running from some, you know, uh, contiscadors and, gets teleported and finds out like, Oh, like all the people that disappeared through the years didn't actually disappear. They got transported to this other world and got powers. And, uh, she figured out a way to like bring all them back to earth. So then like, you know, a group of super powered, uh, native Americans show them, kick the shit out of all the, uh, conquistadors and everything else. And I'm like, are these like Choctaw Avengers or something? Cause I was like, it, that, you know, kind of that story on what if, like, looked a, reminded me a lot of what kind of how this sh show started. I'm like, I wonder if at some point they're going to try to connect those those stories up somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, you know, I had no preconceived notions or anything else. And I was like, oh, shit, like, seemed like an all right series to me. There's also an episode where uh, we get... Uh, 1800s Avengers like somehow two timelines like crash into each other and fucking it's like the Avengers in like the 1700s <laughs> looks a whole lot like Assassin's Creed and shit it's fucked up <laughs> I don't know like 
do you think we're at the point with there being so many timelines, so many of this is canon, this is not, that it just becomes like, like why do we even fuck with timelines anymore? <laughs> like, because the out is, oh, it's a multiverse. Yeah, I mean, that's all, you know, you know fucking like, Loki you know, jump-started the multiverse again, so now it's any, any time I'm like, yeah, that's just another, you, like, literally, what if? You can fucking do anything at this point, because you're like, it's just a multiverse so like we can we can do one-off shit that has no effect on any of the the main mcu story arc or we can you know get bored with this and you know start another fucking world hell no one can really die anymore it's like all right you know this this guy died but hey tony stark from earth 187 like you know is you know just fucking <laughs> just keep changing the shit up um it's like uh this character's got too much value for us to actually I, I I don't know. That's why I don't understand. Like when people start, you know, arguing continuity and all this other stuff. I'm just it's like, have like... you read comics? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking continuity subjective. That shit changes like <laughs> all the time. I mean, if you're not doing what appeals to make money, like what are you doing at that point? Unless you're just out there writing fandoms. Well, since uh the guy who plays uh, Kang has had his issues and they've kind of gotten rid of him. And there's not really been a, not really been a decision announced of whether they're going to recast that role and keep Kang as the next big bad in the Marvel universe, or if they're going to pivot and bring us a different uh, villain. Do you think Kingpin becomes the next big bad? But He's just a dude. I mean, he's. I don't think he's like big enough to be a intergalactic. We need to assemble the Avengers type of threat. No, I mean, I you know. I mean, he's. I, bad, I guess but spoiler alert like, for people you know, that haven't seen bad. the series um, yet. You know, um, but there is a post-credit scene, and you know the post-credit scene. You know is. Oh, we need an outsider, you know, just any kind of street brawler, you know, somebody that's just not affiliated with political office. And, you know, you, you see Kingpin like, hmm, yeah, there's a new plan. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I can... mean, fucking Lex Luthor became president at one point in like the DC universe. So it's like it's not unprecedented. <laughs> I mean, I just don't really, you know, it was kind of surprising to me to be like. Oh, Kingpin's got, you know, operations, you know, using trains from Oklahoma to New York, like... That was one thing, too, like, she goes you know, to Oklahoma... I always kind of thought that, you know, his operations, you know, just operated like gangs in New York, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, absolutely, you know, Hell's Kitchen, you know, stuff like that, you know? But I don't know that he is quite... He's not internationally, you know, <laughs> level threat. No, he's like the street level Avenger, you know, Daredevil and <clears throat> the Punisher and like you know the the uh, you know vigilantes of New York type shit. It's it's uh, yeah, it's not a we need the Avengers type of threat. But then like yeah, so I mean, unless in one of the first episodes we get Maya like planning a looks like a train robbery, but actually she's just planting. Uh, breaking into the weapon shipment to blow it up to uh, kind of like fuck with sabotage his operation, you know, to be like, I'm going to be the new, cause that's the one she's like, all right, I'm, I'm free of the kingpin because she thinks he's dead at this point. 
so she's like, well, now that I'm free, what do I do? The only thing I know is violence and criminality. So I guess I'm going to become the queen pin is like her first plan before she kind of, you know, she goes home and like makes contact with some of her relatives, but only out of like pure necessity where she's yeah, like, like I really... oh, this person can help me or I can, you know, <clears throat> manipulate this person real easily. <laughs> yeah. And you know, biscuit or whatever his name is. <laughs> Fucking biscuit. <laughs> like, it's <clears throat> so funny. Like the dog's name's like, Billy Jack or something, and you got like in a sudden roll of reversal. <laughs> <laughs> the dog has a real name, and he's like, "I'm Biscuit, bro." <laughs> you remind me of the the uh, the Stoner but guy. Fuck, from... I loved his character. Though. Yeah, like I mean, just the you know, he's just down for whatever. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, and it's not really even that he's down for whatever. You know, it, it it's just family <laughs> hey i'm that i'm that lonely outcast and here i am you know this this girl's talking to me so um yeah i'm I'm just gonna go with it take grandmother's truck and let's go off-roading <laughs> <laughs> oh you know even but, though she does manipulate the shit out of them you know <clears throat> through that but but yeah it's like <sighs> fuck i had a thought and it, it, it left me <laughs> but oh yeah she she comes to town and it's very much like no, I'm just here to hide out and and start my my criminal plan. Like I don't want to reconnect with my family or my friends. And then she slowly, like as she kind of like out of necessity, has to rely on her family more and more. It's like she learns to like, all right, maybe I don't have to be a, a criminal. Maybe I can actually protect the people of this town and my my family. And I liked in the all the flashbacks of her growing up uh, with Kingpin, you got to see it from like different, cause you see it from her. We're like, Oh, he saved me. These people like picked on me and he like, you know, fuck them up. And then you see that shit again from like a different angle where, where she's like, you turned me into a fucking monster. And he's like, no, I taught you how to survive. And you see it from a different angle where that he like loses his shit and like kicks the shit out of the, the ice cream man. And then she comes in and sees it. And then she's like, yeah, fuck this. Goes over and starts kicking the guy herself. Yeah. She's like, he's like, you're just as fucked up as I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, the in the fucking uh, camera's name, but the her her uncle, uh, not the not the guy who owns the uh, or I guess grandfather, not his, not uncle, who runs like the local pawn shop, like. I'm also a Master mechanical genius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that, so much like, oh, I found the crafting station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, she, like, getting out of the train, like, fucks up her, her leg and, and, or her prosthetic, and has to go to him, and she's like, hey, uh, could you build me this, like, fancy high-tech, uh, like, you like basically a running leg and he's like yeah sure like fucking that. <laughs> I mean, it's like give me a couple days like let me my my pawn shop uh fucking batman uh, uh lab here i'll i'm gonna build you this badass leg and this like metal shin piece that's all like intricately designed and like he's like hey if you're gonna build something you might as well look at make it look cool <laughs> i agree with that philosophy it's like how you do uh how you do anything is how you do everything. How that uh, 
that line goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Graham Green is uh, Scully, and even when like his when grandma shows up, and he's just still like, you know, they're divorced, and he he's still like macking on her. He's like, "Hey, what you doing?" <laughs> She's like, "I want any of your old shit." He's like, "Hey, you used to you know, get Love all crazy when I, when I talk talk, <laughs> talk Indian." <laughs> When she goes, she's like, he like sits down on the couch next to her. She's like, damn it, I'm trying to talk to you serious. Go sit on the other couch. <laughs> come on, baby. Let me come back to my office. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just the resourcefulness and, you know, like, like where did you find half the shit to make this? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like fucking carbon fiber and titanium and shit. He's like, yeah, hey, man, you don't know what repurpose some bicycles. A, yeah, what'll wind up in a in a pawn shop <laughs> in the middle of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, you got any? Yeah, like when Homeboy goes in there, like he's like, hey, here's the shopping list of things I need for my heist, and he's like, you got any cameras? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what about like I need smaller cameras? And he like pulls out the GoPro. He's like, he's something smaller than that. And he finally pulls out like the fucking like the the car not carbon fiber the uh, little wire cam that you can like and I'm like fuck this dude's got like you know the damn like SWAT uh, camera <laughs> secretly he's seen battle too yeah <laughs> he's like he's some like ex freaking shield agent or some shit <laughs> I got all kind of crazy shit in the back kid Fury just comes down hey you need another shipment <laughs> <laughs> kept waiting for him to go hit, hit a button in the back and open up and then hell later on. Yeah, because that's that's one thing you did not have the uh, the gear up montage. We kind of had one at the end when uh, she, you know her family gets kidnapped and she you know she's like, all right, fuck this, I'm I'm leaving town. I'm not I'm not gonna rejoin Kingpin, but I'm also not gonna hang out here and endanger these people. But they get endangered anyway. And she goes back and Grandma's been building her her own like super suit, <laughs> pretty much. That's that's how all of these series start. They they start, and then by the end of it, here's your suit. <laughs> Hawkeye did it. He got new suits. Fucking uh, Daredevil, fucking uh, um, uh, She-Hulk. They all get their suits by the end of the series. And, uh, you know, hers was no exception. It was kind of badass looking, too. That was some, like, nice detail work on the leather. Yeah, I, you know. So we got a suit up montage. <laughs> I mean, not really a. Uh... I mean, uh, no, she's proficient with handguns, but I, you know, that was one of the, you know, I expected like, you know, more tomahawks, I guess. And oh, that would have been bad. <laughs> this makes you want to go watch uh, Reacher, uh, not Reacher, uh, uh, fucking uh, Terminal List again. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I need me a, I need me a tomahawk in the in the collection, but that that fucking scene when shit pops off and you know Johnny goes to Biscuit and is like Biscuit stuff's about to go down. You got any weapons? <laughs> oh, he's like, I got something better than a weapon. Yeah, uh, fucking homeboy rolls in with a damn monster truck. <laughs> like, why haven't you been driving that instead of Grandma's truck? Well, it is Grandma's truck. He just rebuilt it because <laughs> he's like. He, after he helps Echo, he like tears the bumper off of the thing and like cracks the windshield, and he's like uh, trying to sell his PlayStation to get parts to like fix Grandma's truck, and then finally like Homeboy that owns the the local uh, 
uh, junkyard. He's like, tell you what, man, whatever, whatever you can find in the junkyard, it's yours. And he's like, all that the light touches is your domain. And he's like, isn't that from Lion King? Hell yeah. It's a good movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then he like turns instead of just getting a bumper in a windshield, he like shows up in a grandma's truck and now a fucking monster truck. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, hey, there's a bunch of, like, white people that look shady that showed up to the powwow. Like, I think something's going down. And then, then you yeah, know, the the other kind of mafia uncle guy's like, hey, your biscuits, you got a weapon? There's some bad shit about to go. And he's like, oh, I got something better than that. And this fucking this girl rolls up and, like, hold on, Billy Jack. And this fucking <laughs> monster trucks those dudes. Uh. But hell, that first, like, big fight we got when the... Um, kind of Irish dudes show up to, to try to like, you know, get a bounty on echo and kidnap everybody in the, uh, the fucking, uh, skating rink. And she just goes in there and starts fucking people up. It's like the, all of a sudden, like, you know, zombie comes on dude that was so badass too i was like he's like they're like where the hell is she i wasn't like the fucking start yeah when she first shows up she's like why are you playing the same bullshit you played in the 90s and he's like fucking everybody likes that shit why why should i change it <laughs> which if you've been into and an old skating rink it's, stop. it seems the uh i'm like yeah that's that's the traditional soundtrack of uh <laughs> your local skating rink <laughs> but then like uh, all of a sudden fucking uh rob zombie starts playing and he's like well Sounds like she's in the laser tag arena. <laughs> I, uh, God, I, I don't, like, I can remember certain songs that, like, like, it was always weird, you know, because it'd be like, oh, this song sucks, and everybody would be standing outside the skating rink, and all of a sudden, like, oh, this song's badass, and then, like, 200 people, like... <laughs> Adult skate, all kids off the <laughs> off the mat. <laughs> uh, yeah, skating was never a skill I picked up. I just went to the skating rink to like you know shoot pool and talk to chicks. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I have a hard enough time like you know walking. Don't put no wheels on me. <laughs> I don't know. I used to be I used to be pretty good at one point, and then rollerblades became a thing, and I thought I was gonna be uh fucking. You know, a professional, you know, aggressive rollerblader. That didn't work, so I, I dropped down to two wheels and stuck with BMX. Yeah, it's like, give me a four-wheeler. I'm like, I can't do the sk skates, man. Skates have four wheels. I meant anything with an engine. <laughs> we just got to take you to a little pawn shop in Oklahoma. We can rig up an engine. Yeah. <laughs> Scully could probably uh, put a put a weed eater motor on some, uh, give me some powered uh, powered skates. It's like, oh god, I got power. There's no off switch. <laughs> you didn't say anything about brakes, son. You just said you wanted to go. <laughs> Mama, I'm going really fast. <laughs> I mean, those electric bicycles that you you know, you don't have to actually pedal are becoming like a big thing. Like, yeah, electric skates probably the next uh, big fad. I'm well, we already had those like the the fucking hoverboard things. <laughs> it's basically the same damn thing, really. Are those things still I haven't seen a hoverboard in forever now. But Dude, like I, a couple years ago that shit really was like a everywhere. Hoverboard, but it's like a motorized unicycle. And I've <laughs> seen like quite a few people, you know, I mean, this is metro areas, but you know, where 
hey, I'm commuting, you know, half a mile from my apartment to the office or whatever, but, you know, the electric unicycle thing absolutely <laughs> is real. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, you know, but I live out here in the country. It's not a whole lot of unicycle driving available. <laughs> oh, they got some that's got knobby tires. You could absolutely oh, go shit, off the <laughs> But I'm like... Man, I don't, I don't know. Like that getting on, like trying to lean to keep your. <laughs> yeah, the the little two wheeled hoverboard things. I, those things, I was like, dude, I would bust my ass if I try <laughs> try to get on one of those. Uh, and now you take away one of the wheels, and now I got one wheel. Like, oh hell no, it's it's gonna be even worse. Yeah, it's kind of like like a one wheeled Segway, but you don't have a fucking handle. <laughs> it's Speaking of inline skaters, have you seen the videos of like the freaking terrorists like on like rollerblades? Terrorists on rollerblades? Yes, apparently it's become a big thing in like Afghanistan or uh, uh, where like dudes are like full kitted out in AKs going down the road on fucking like rollerblades. <laughs> I mean, I guess it can be faster than walking, but it's like fucking tactical rollerblades i was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> this is like you know when they when they took over all the stuff that got left behind they're like hey i found this crate of rollerblades this must be some high-tech like military equipment <laughs> and now like you know fucking afghani soldiers like rolling around in like rollerblades with like ak's and shit in america we call this a clothesline <laughs> <laughs> And we took out an entire army with uh, just a bit of twine. <laughs> like, what happened? First dude fell, and it just domino effect. <laughs> some some friggin' razor wire like that. Uh, uh... No, see, it's got to be like clear. That way you don't see it. You know, it's like, like that stuff from uh, uh, from Day Shift. <laughs> His little dip decapitation wire. Like some clear chicken wire type shit, like piano wire. Ooh, I like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the freaking skating rink fight was uh, was pretty dope. But uh, and then, but they suddenly like give her, like I said, in Hawkeye, she's just normal gangster shit with some with some a particular set of skills. But then it's this like, no, you're we've tracked our lineage all the way back to the original, you know, Choctaw founders or whatever. And you've got like, your mother was a healer and you've got like, you know, Indian magic and can, and can heal people. And yeah, you know, she gets that kind I of I don't like, think she was the healer. The mother was a healer, but I think, uh, Maya's spirit was, you know, protector, you know, cause yeah. Yeah, because that was cool too. You just, they were getting all like all the flashbacks of the different kind of people in the because it was like the the competitor. There's like, oh, she's like really good at strategy, and then you get like said the Maya's mother was the healer, and then you get the kind of 1800s uh, lady who's who's part of the whatever uh, tribal uh, law enforcement, and she's like you know the the protector and you know they're like oh you're a girl you can't be a warrior and then she's like fuck no i'm gonna put on my warrior braids and come save all y'all's dumb asses when y'all get ambushed by the by the white man <laughs> i'm gonna go full tech walker texas ranger on on these motherfuckers 
and then you know she you know like you are the you know, long line of these these warrior women then you've got the the magic you got the touch <laughs> you got the power you know when she comes back and like you know sees her mother's spirit and she's like you know kind of yeah you've been damaged by your circumstances and not just like physically but you know your heart is damaged and you know so let me do the the cross finger trick on you and kind of heal your soul and you're like oh i can be it i gotta save my family yeah and i don't even know if it was so much healing more so than you know just reconnecting and being like you know you know you've been secluded so you've never been you know Really exposed, you know. I mean, like, yeah, because after your it's mother like died, it's like our parents you're... trying to drop wisdom on us as kids, yeah. and then you fast forward twenty years, and it's like, god damn it, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, her because you know her mother died in a car accident, and because apparently somebody cut the brakes on the car because her father was doing some gangster shit. So like, grandma's like, you got to fucking leave, and they all go off to New York, and so she's been isolated, and then. Once he died, Kingpin kind of turned her into an assassin and just isolated her from her people and her family. And so she's like, I got no one. And then, you know, I said through this whole thing, she slowly learned that, oh, no, I've got this entire family. And I'm also like this lineage of protectors and, and badass warriors that I don't have to be the new queen pin. I can be, you know, a good guy. <laughs> Which I think in the comic book she even became Ronan, like and took over from like you know Hawkeye and became like and a, then saw a the vigilante. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and that's where we got the last Ronan. <laughs> I think they're making that into a movie. The last Ronan, yeah. yes, yes. I think I've. Oh, but uh... yeah, when Kingpin, I just like... want to state for the record, my toes are fucking numb. Oh, yeah, and I'm wearing my fucking Hey Dude, so I ain't got a whole lot of insulation. I should have put on, like, real shoes before we started I wore this. my Vans and not my <laughs> insulated boots, but I'm like, for like, probably the last 20 minutes, I'm like, toes are throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is this is what it was like uh, when I was in Montana with the heat on inside the truck, like, wearing fucking steel toes, and I was like, no more steel shanks for me. <laughs> Just foot freezes to it. Oh, but yeah, Kingpin does not like the fact that she, you know, cause he shows up and like, Hey, uh, you shot me in the face. I'm kind of proud of you. You're, you're pretty bad. You're doing what I trained you to do. Yeah. Like, come on back to New York and I'll let you take over. We the, can have Sunday dinner. Yeah. We can take uh take over the gang. And she like pour. Yeah. He's like, I brought wine. She pours it out and like gives him a Coke. And she's like, she's like, what happened to the wine? He's like, I poured that shit out. I, I don't trust your ass. Like I tried, I shot you in the face. You, 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 this is definitely poisoned. <laughs> I mean, you just pour it out of the same bottle, make oh. sure he takes the first sip. And... <laughs> oh. That's one thing, too, is, like, the... But, I, you know, it was kind of interesting, because, like... You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of Kingpin. But just his... His ability to... Turn off rage to keep up the charade, you know, and the manipulation and everything else. I was like, that's one thing that I'm like, I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do. Like we already said, like he looks like he's going to get into politics where when he like lets his rage kind of get the better of him. And he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to kill her whole family because she didn't want to come home with me. 
and she shows up in her her cool like new warrior outfit and like you know kicks the shit out of all his people instead of like finally killing him she's like no i'm gonna try the peaceful way and uses her new powers to kind of go in and like heal his pain so now that his pain is gone it doesn't necessarily mean he's a good guy so now you've got the gangster tactician that kingpin is but without the uncontrollable rage so now he can like be even more evil because he doesn't he can kind of blend it you know, i'm you know i can shake hands kiss babies and... yeah and he's not going to get that slip up where like somebody pisses him off and he ends up beating a dude to death in the middle of the you know the fucking mayor's office and uh you know everyone's like oh shit this guy's really a bad guy so now he's like may have made it even more dangerous because he's probably not got that like that switch of like uncontrollable rage that will definitely get him in trouble in the public eye. So he may become even more instead of making him better. It's she's probably just made him like a lot more dangerous. I don't know. Cause a person like that, that has like uncontrollable rage. Sounds you like can... he'll just use the government to try to take the Indians land. <laughs> uh, going to break out some, uh, whatever eminent domain and, God, why do we give the government so much power? Because we're too busy bickering amongst ourselves. That's all their plan, man. I was there, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Biscuits, though, kind of reminds me of that, the pizza guy from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hang on, Billy Jack. We're going off road. We gotta save Maya. <laughs> oh. oh shit, she's way over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I wonder if we're gonna get like the if she's gonna come back to New York and kind of team up with with Daredevil, or do we get uh, in the comics they had like the Young Avengers, which was like the kind of like the next generation of Avengers. It was. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's sidekick and and uh, Black Widow's sister and and uh, whatever uh, the U.S. agent, uh, the guy that was tried to be Captain America. We get all these like you know kind of B team <laughs> heroes, or she just stay in Oklahoma and like yeah, nobody's. Yeah. No, I think she stays. Um... Possibly in Oklahoma to fortify. You know, like, hey, he's still out there. These people, you know, we all need each other, you know, and I, I don't know. Like, it's like, yeah, he could, if we get another season, like, I. He could change his he, mind and come back to try to fuck up the town again. I got to stay like, here as the new protector. Or does she, like, he becomes mayor of New York and she's like, he's definitely doing some shady shit. Like, I can't let this motherfucker, uh, like, take over. You know, comes back to help the kind of street level heroes uh, take on Kingpin and and either, you know, we know we know we're getting another Punisher series and you know, I, I had gloves in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I kind of like just me personally. You know, her story arc staying, you know, there with the tribe. And, you know, like, you know, their version of, you know, 
Yeah, I don't see how we plug her into the... You know, because Punisher is kind of a... He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. He's not necessarily teaming up with anybody, you know? Um, Nor do I really think that would... Like, if she was going to team up with anybody, it would be go back to Hawkeye. Hey, I admit my wrongs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, then it's like, oh, you've had all of this history and all of this shit, like... So is that just out the window now? Like, you know, I I don't know. Like, I would kind of like to things to expand and, you know, like Kingpin being like, oh, we, we tried at the powwow, but, you know. Speaking of the powwow, did you notice that's, that was definitely the Renaissance Festival Fairgrounds? Yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, when they showed, like, those little kind of awning tent things, I'm like, Oh, that's def. I've seen that. That's definitely the <laughs> Renaissance Festival Fairgrounds. I don't know. Kind of, kind of made me miss, you know, the coming fair when we used to, you know, <laughs> walk down there and kick it with, uh, with the Indian folk down in the little Indian village. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if those guys still still do that. I haven't been to the coming fair in years, but yeah, those guys used to always. They even had a buffalo. <laughs> they had a pet buffalo. And they made me some pine needle tea one night when I was sick. And I was like, I'm not going to start like tripping, am I? Cause it's like, I'm, I'm on, and you're like, no, no, nothing in here, but like, you know, pine needles and honey and stuff. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, ayahuasca or whatever. <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't give you that tea. I'm like, all right, just want to make sure. <laughs> no peyote, <laughs> nothing, nothing fun. You know, I mean, if we're going to do that, we dumb off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to be off. You just don't realize it yet. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I just don't know how we plug her into the overall MCU, uh, or if, like I said, just let this be its own thing and her stay in, in Oklahoma. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like to see another, you know, five episodes or something, you know, taking place with, you know, her and, and you know, I mean, fuck, you know, the, the grandmother turned out to be badass. Bonnie turned out to be badass. Yeah. Like, once they all, you know, tapped into that power, like, you know. Oh, fuck it. What's uh, Black Crow uh, Henry, uh, who owns the, the skate rink, when they start attacking the fairgrounds, he's like, figures out, like, the Irishman's back, and Homeboy's, like, up on his, on his trailer with an RPG, and he just, like, freaking... Pops him uh, from the middle of the fairgrounds, like, "Hey asshole, remember me? <laughs> he fucked my fucked my skating rink." And like, you know, pulls out the silencer and uh, you know, pops him in the you know in the head is before he can launch the RPG and it shoots up into the air and explodes. They're like, "Hey, fireworks started early." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "I want an RPG in in my beer cooler." <laughs> God, I saw a thing. It was a meme. It showed a uh, fucking RPG. And somebody on the missile head had, you know, put, you know, no love here. This dildo doesn't come lubed. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah, I seen one like that. It was like a big like artillery round. It said the uh, the dildo of quant consequences rarely arrives lubed. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, that's great. Oh, you want to watch a fucked up video... Uh... There's a YouTube channel called uh, like High Speed uh, something another Guns and Gear maybe, where they have like those super high def or like high speed cameras where they can show guns and different stuff in like super super slow mo, 
those guys got a working RPG and the damn thing blew up on them. Oh shit. So like dude they were showing they're doing a video showing like the back blast damage like you are putting like those ballistic dummies behind behind them when they were going off to show what the black back blast did but this this rebuilt uh, RPG like when they were getting ready to do the video like literally explodes in the guy's hands. I mean he survived but they just happened to catch it all in like super high speed so you get to see this guy getting blown the fuck up and like Super, super slow-mo. It's insane. You're like, I don't know how this dude, like, survived. But he, like, I mean, he burned the fuck out of his arms and shit. But, you know, it, he, he's wearing, like, full gear. And it blew the plate out of his plate carrier. Like, you see the plate just go flying and his helmet just, like, go flying up in there. Like, so that, like, protected most of his, his body. But his arms got burnt to shit. But he, uh, but yeah, seeing that shit in, like, super slow. You're like, oh, god damn. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wild yeah so <laughs> check that video out because <laughs> yeah that was one I was like I was like oh damn yeah and yeah the videos a couple episodes before that where they're showing the, the things that they intended to film <laughs> before they get to like hey all those cool videos we put out the last couple weeks yeah here's what happened at the end of that uh, <laughs> we didn't want to release this until we knew you know homeboy was like fully you know recovered uh because he hadn't even seen the video yet. So they did a video of him reacting to him getting blown up. Because he's like, they're like, he's like, I don't want to, he's like, didn't show the video until he was like out of the hospital and, you know, mostly recovered. And I'm like, all right, here's what it looked like to us. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, that was like Kentucky Biliscuits put a thumb in it level of, of fuckery. Yeah, somebody's like, "Hey, we rebuild a uh, an RPG." I'm like, "Can we put that on a pull string?" It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not going to have the same effect, I suppose. I think the first couple times they did, like, you know, set it off, and they're like, "Yeah, it's and it's you know working." And it wasn't even like the warhead blew up; it was like the the thing that because they were using like an inert warhead, but the thing that actually launches the warhead like exploded in the tube. So it was all like the propellant, not like the. Yeah. Luckily, they weren't using like you know high explosive at the time. It was just whatever they used to like launch that dummy warhead. Like just fucking blew up in the <laughs> in the tube. That's fucking crazy. Oh, so uh, yeah, I'd probably shit myself. <laughs> so if I could, you know, process what was happening in that amount of time, hell, dude was like oddly coherent too. Cause he's like, he even like immediately went into like, all right, go to my truck, get the, get the med kit. We're going to need tourniquets. We're going to need like burn. Like he's like telling them how to treat him. And then he's like, all right, y'all got this. Cool. I'm going to pass out now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was like, just immediately went in like, all right, yeah, y'all go do this, 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 and this, and this. And just starts like, just fucking just full on. Like, not like, like, all right, you just, the, the, whatever soldier mind took over and he's like, all right guys, here, yeah, go to my truck. You know, this bag is the med kit and, you know, and fucking, you know, you're basically telling them how to treat, <laughs> do first aid on him before the, the, uh, you know, actual first aid got there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I like this actress. I'll tell you one thing it was kind of, it's a hard show to watch if you're like me with a little bit of ADD. Cause most of the time, if there's not action going on, I'm listening to a show and like, playing with my phone and then like looking up when shit gets like 
serious that I need to like follow. Most of the time I'm just kind of like, I listen to a show and I don't want, but this was like, since it was all done with like subtitles and I was like, fuck, I actually got to like put my phone away and concentrate when I'm watching this And I thought it was kind of cool too, like how you're not, like when it goes to her perspective and it's just silence. Yeah. Like that kind of forces you to be like, wait, I don't hear anything. What's happening right now? (laughs) You know, like even the conversations like, you know, and, you know, and there was a lot of the native native language too, and there was, and you know, like I said, you would hear half a conversation because all her stuff is done in in sign language with subtitles. So it was like, yeah, this show I had to like put my phone away because I could not have like too much distractions because I would start. There was a couple times I had to like stop and rewind because I I got distracted and I totally missed like an important piece of like information. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Ah, oh, goddamn it. <laughs> But I've gotten, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I've gotten to where I almost turn subtitles on on just about any show. Which, I've gotten to the point now to where, like, fuck, I don't even remember the last time I've turned on a TV. Like, I watch everything on my fucking phone now. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, most of the time I'm, like, got it on my computer screen because I'm out at my desk doing something and then, like, the show's, like... So, but yeah, but this was one I could not, like, multitask through. I had to, like, sit down and actually follow it because it was, uh, I'm like, ah, shit, I got to read this stuff because <laughs> I'm going to miss a bunch of shit if I don't, uh, uh, if I don't, uh, read it. it kind of the same way with, uh, what was that last movie we talked about, uh, fucking, uh, Space Magnificent Seven. <laughs> There was a lot of alien language in that that like was like subtitling that I'm like, oh shit, I gotta actually <laughs> pay attention to what's going on. I can't just listen to this shit. Uh but yeah, overall it's like not a bad show. I, and it a lot of these I'm like, man, it's not long enough. I feel like the story was was rushed, but this I think five episodes was good enough to tell the story they were trying to tell. I didn't yeah, feel like absolutely. they tried to cram too much into it. Uh, where they needed another three or four episodes where we're like, you know, Moon Knight, I was like, I wanted to see more of that story. I'm like, I thought we could have could have added a couple, you know, filler episodes in there to to flesh it out. But this one, I was like, ah, yeah, this seems like a nice, nice set of shows. Uh, and this here cigar, not bad either. It's, it's not, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's medium, but kind of a little bit, a little bit of a creamy finish. Kind of, uh, like I said, that woody, nutty flavors. It, it had a, a good like complex flavor profile to it uh that it wasn't kind of a a one note wonder throughout uh so i i definitely if you're a christoph smoker i definitely say you should you know try out the the trace compadres i almost bought you're speaking of uh enjoying uh nicaraguan tobacco they got another new one out it's a christoph uh i believe they're calling them uh signature series and they're doing like different kind of highlighting different tobaccos and they got a, they got one now, which is called the Christoph Nicaragua. So I think that one might that be a, one a decent cigar got to reviewed try. in cigar aficionado and hit like number five or something. Yeah. I haven't tried that one yet. Like I ended up going with the, the I, I think somebody from work was, was telling me about it or, you know, maybe it wasn't Christoph. Maybe it was one of the other ones, but like it was one of those where it's like I've had some good cigars and then I've had some that weren't quite what I'm looking for in a cigar and yeah, Christoph. If you're if you're looking for a nice medium smoke that I can have like a couple of, I like Christoph. But if I'm wanting a powerhouse, it's like even the what they claim to be strong is just not strong enough for 
my fucked up palate of like smoking the harsh shit. <laughs> Someone else who's not as uh, kind of uh, in that powerhouse smoke uh, area that we are might find those strong, but to me they're just not. It's like it's like fake news. It's just not strong enough. But otherwise, it's it's a good medium, you know, cigar ass cigar. <laughs> I like it, especially the uh, the San. I, I like the Christoph San Andreas. That's probably the strongest blend of theirs I, I've found, and it's not one of my like regulars. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, let me get a let me get a San Andreas uh, Christoph or the like or the Maduro. And you know, and hell, we met Glenn Casey like a long time ago at that cigar fest thing we went to, and he was fun dude to hang out with and talk to. He's an interesting dude. You know, one of the when we were like very early on, one of the few people like, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to y'all guys on your podcast and shit. And it's like, you know, surprise of the people that are like, you know, didn't care that we were like new as fuck. And we're like, yeah, sure. Y'all, I'll fucking do an interview with you. So, you know, shout out to him. Uh, but that's all we got for you this week. We'll be right back. What if you could bring three experienced producers into your home each week to discuss your favorite movies and the people that made them? That's Tales from Hollywoodland. Your hosts, Arthur, Julian, and Steve, collectively have years of showbiz producing experience. Their weekly show is a fast-paced, fun, and very conversational experience, like spending a good time with your best movie-loving friends and family. Tales from Hollywoodland is available wherever fine podcasts are found. See you at the movies. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to nerd news. Yeah, news. No and science this week because we're freezing our balls off. So we're gonna wrap the show up a little bit quicker than we normally do. Science news. Uh, it's cold in the southeast. <laughs> yeah. Like for once, I'm like, oh, this isn't cigar smoke. It's it's my <laughs> it's breath. <frost. laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's go on an excellent adventure. Uh, Alex Winter says Bill and Ted 4 script is being written. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, franchise writer Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson are currently working on the script for Bill and Ted 4. Um, yeah, the last one was good. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the shit out of that one. So, you know, um, they're currently working on an idea. Once the script is done, Winter and Counter Reeves will start to uh, shop it around. <laughs> and, uh... I, I, I don't... Bill and Ted meet John Wick. 
Yeah, I don't... Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I you know, love the, the Bill and Ted series. And, you know, one of the things is they just said it has to be done right. You know, they're, they're oddball, not typical mainstream. You know, we're never really cash grab. And, you know, and I guess nobody's ever quite soundtrack. gotten rich off of Bill and Ted. Um, so... God gave rock and roll. <laughs> oh, every time I watch Bill and Ted, that song just gets like s- stuck in my fucking head. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. You know. Um. I guess we'll see. You know, once the script gets written, if they can actually, you know, get get budgets and bring it to fruition. Um. Dolph Lundring is uh, reprising his He-Man role, and uh, an older He-Man? Uh, we're not sure. Weird. So I don't I mean, know really... if we're going to... I mean, that He-Man movie was like... It uh, It was one of those like Hollywood movies where it's like, hey, we're going to do this thing based on this original IP, and then we're going to like make it so like not like the original IP that you're like, is this even a He-Man movie? But he definitely had the physicality of of a He Man, so that would be. I mean, it's got to be better than the the fucking Kevin Smith. Yeah, because I mean, He-Man that's what a lot of uh... people, you know, is you know, could he actually Cause that, take they up another... the mantle of He Man again? Because they did another season of that fucking Kevin Smith He Man show, and I was like, I hadn't even bothered to watch it because the first one was so so fucked up. Uh, so yeah. I have not seen if, if if season two is better than season one. I mean, so uh, Lundgren said uh, during his interview, he's like, you know, an an older He Man. I don't know. As long as my costume can be a little bit more substantial, it was about the size <laughs> of a stamp in those days. I think I just have to add a few more layers of costume. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he was ripped as shit back then. But it's like, yeah, he's getting a little bit older. He's like, I don't know if I want to work out that hard anymore to get like the He Man uh, uh, physique. Kind of like you notice, know, like Drax in the last uh, Guardians movie. He's like, I'm gonna wear a shirt now. <laughs> this whole running around with my with my nipples out is get, getting old. Uh, give me a shirt, guys. <laughs> I mean, you know. One of the ideas was, you know, could it be like He-Man, the last power, um, revisit, you know, Eternia where, you know, an aged He-Man has hung up his sword of power decades ago, lives in seclusion. I mean, then I kind of feel like we're just getting old man Luke stuck yeah. on an island somewhere. Or if he's like, kind of like the, uh, the, whatever the, the, whatever the, the wizard lady that like, uh. That uh, you know, gave him, he's like it's like him trying to train, and he's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Let me turn the power over to like you know a new warrior and train him to be, yeah. You know, or or maybe man. you know maybe it's one of those where it's like, like Prince yeah, Adam bro, is now the king. You're old, but um, you know, with with age limitations, you got to rediscover you know your strength within and redefine. Well, yeah, well, what the, it means to be a master of the universe? I don't know. Yeah, you know, in the cartoon or whatever, you know, he was the prince when he was not He Man. So now is like, is he the king? And he now it's his son is fixed to become the new He Man, and he has to like, all right, bro, let me let me show you how to run this sword. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, kind of a passing of the sword type thing. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Um, one that I'm excited for is, uh, the terminal list, uh, starring Chris Pat Tyler, uh, has been announced by, 
Well, I guess we're going to get a prequel this time. Yeah, because they're they're doing a. We're not getting season. Two, well, we are getting season two of the Terminal List, but first we're getting a Ben Edwards prequel series. But it's still going to star him and uh, what are Taylor Kish and oh, yeah. uh, Taylor, not Tyler. Jesus. And uh, uh, Chris Pratt, kind of prequel showing them like you know in their seal. I guess early SEAL team days, maybe or or Ben Edwards like early CIA days before you know when he was a spy. But it, we got a we got a title of uh, was it Dark Wolf and it's they're going to start filming it this year so hopefully we should have it you know at some point end of the year or early next year yeah maybe I'll have my uh, James Reese gun from back from Terran by the <laughs> by then. no no <laughs> uh. so yeah I you know super stoked though i mean you know love the book series and yeah i got a new one coming out uh should be coming out sometime in may i gotta go ahead and pre-order that at some point well uh todd mcfarlane is making some news and uh discussing how his spawn movie will be something different to tell a uh, story that's quote that's dangerous so um it's been trying to get this you know Made for, God, I don't even yeah, know how long how, now. It's been a long ass time since that first Spawn movie came out. But uh, I guess he was uh, working with Joker screenwriter Scott Silver and how they're trying to do something different and stay away from everything that Marvel's been doing. Um, McFarlane told Screen Rant that, you know, one of the things I'm excited about in my conversations and mostly with Scott Silver is that is just hellbent, and don't say that as a pun, literally of wanting to do something <laughs> different. Every conversation just as like we just can't do marvel light he doesn't want to do horror because that's his own thing he's just fighting to try and see if he can do something slightly different i've always said when you do try to do something different you let the audience decide whether that's better or worse right they're the paying customer so and you guys think the level of like technology and effects that have improved since you know that first spawn movie back in what the 90s or early 2000 so i mean they could do some do some crazy shit nowadays yeah i mean you know silver you know said that he you know wanted to do something that would be a little bit of a risk to do the movie because it's not going to fall into an easy formula and i'm all for that said mcfarlane i'm all for trying something different in this world dangerous that's music to my ears so um i'm, I'm kind of curious you know to see I- I- exactly you know how far outside of uh you know oh that's that's been done before they're, they're willing to go yeah because i mean back when i was reading comics like spawn was one of those ones like that was like just a, one of the ones i i followed for a long time yeah i'd like to definitely could be a an inter i mean with with an R-rated like Deadpool in the universe, it's like they've seen that like R-rated over-the-top comic books can be a, a a good movie thing. So yeah, getting a full like just R-rated you know almost horror uh, spawn on the big screen would be the other thing about the original movie was just a little bit too you know PG for yeah for absolutely what they were doing in the comics at that time. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, most of the people that, you know, have grown up loving comic books and every- shit, we're all, you know, in our 30s and up now. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're not 
you know, I mean, shit, we were reading that stuff when we were like 12 and 13. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, looks like the Mandalorian and a, uh, a child named Grogu are going to make a journey to the big screen. Din Grogu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, instead of a new season of the Mandalorian, they've announced... He's coming to the big screen, finally. We're getting a full-on Mandalorian and Grogu movie. Yeah, should be going into production this year. Um, you know. I, I just I, want to see tiny Mando armor. I yeah. mean, they ended the last season with him becoming an officially an, uh, a, a Mandalorian apprentice. I want to see him get tiny armor. <laughs> just a little no, fucking helmet. that would be so awesome. It's a little just... helmet with his big-ass ears sticking out the sides of it. <laughs> Be dope as shit. <laughs> a Jedi powered uh, or Force powered uh, Mandalorian. I mean, that would be so sweet. <laughs> I just hope that you know there isn't this additional pressure for box office, and and you know it gets a different treatment than what the series was getting. Well, two things has got going for it is Favreau who started the series is supposedly attached to direct and Dave uh, Filoni is now like an exec with uh, I think he's like head of creative at Lucasfilm. So you got someone who's got the, the history with good star Wars shit that I don't think now they might not make the kind of bad decisions they've made with like the regular trilogy movies with, you know, with, Dave's a little bit more close to that, like original Lucas, uh, <laughs> Lucas, uh, um, arts type. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping between Dave and, uh, and, uh, Favreau that they will kind of honor what they've already done and not fuck it up by, <laughs> in a yeah, movie format. I mean, format. I just, you know, it's like, oh shit, we got too big for our britches and you know, <laughs> it's, well, if you're going to do this on the big screen then you know you've got to do x y and z and you know not have some of the freedom that they've had and just developing you know the disney series yeah hopefully they'll continue to get to you know do what they they want <laughs> because it's been successful so far don't yes. fuck up the formula absolutely <laughs> um any other news thoughts uh as this show goes live, it should be opening day of SHOT Show. So we should get a whole bunch of... If, you, if you're gun fans like we are, like the next week or so, uh, there's going to be a lot of new gun news on the on the YouTubes and everything else. So check that out, and we may talk about some if we see anything cool. Because uh, <laughs> I know I'll be watching all that. Our our buddy Tim from the Cigar Shop, that fucker, is actually going to SHOT Show. So you know, I, like, I, that's, I all, miss... that's my bucket list. I'm like, I was like, motherfucker. You know <laughs> I miss when gun shows, like, you could actually go and get a deal. Yeah. Like, that's no longer a thing I've realized is, you know. But, you know, the thing about SHOT Show is, like, you, yeah, all you, the you get latest. all of, like, the new, new shit that are, like, that's coming out. And it's, like, it's... It's almost like CES and, yeah, you know. For, for the gun stuff. So, yeah, I definitely have to talk to him when he gets back and see what cool shit he saw. Because that's, that's one of my bucket list items to do. But uh, that's all I got for you this week. We got... Uh, uh, check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com. We're on ESO Network at esonetwork.com. 
We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, X, whatever it's called, at Cigar Nerd Pod. We're on the YouTubes, at Cigar Nerd Podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, get your energy drinks at uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And, uh, yeah. With I, that, we're I, going to get. Warm. I don't have a quote. You know, most of that show was like, "I'm an Indian outlaw." Yeah, like <laughs> I could throw some sign language at you, but you audio show, you're not gonna be able to see it. So <laughs> that's all I got for you this week. Peace out. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.